0: everybody this is episode 65 of eat drink write and urban fantasy whiteboard and today we're going to talk about epilogues we've done prologues before and so now we're going to talk about epilogues but before we get into that how was your week
1: uh pretty exhausting um still doing a bunch of experiments trying to move pretty quickly to get a lot of data uh for school (laughs) Um, I had to give a talk today and those like wipe out my brain. So I apologize ahead of time for <laughs> whatever this episode may be like. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, it went well enough and then, uh, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm tired. So its it's been a long week.
0: I'm tired too. I had court today, in-person court, which is mm. exciting. And I had a defendant who, I, I think he's got a mental condition of some kind. He really does not understand. He he thinks we're all out to get him. Mm. And uh, so we start the hearing. There's another attorney on the other side with the mom, and he has no attorney. The dad, and we start, and he's like, "I I want to I want to record this on my phone." And the judge was like, "No, you can't record this on your phone. There's no private um, recordings allowed, but we can." get a court reporter we can continue this and have a court reporter no court reporters lie oh and I'm like oh my lord but (sighs) then finally he decided that he did want a court reporter so we had to continue it
1: all righty (laughs) then
0: and we're like lowering his child support to pretty much nothing because he's getting disability and all these things he has PTSD and not to I mean I'm not making light of that certainly that's a a real thing but it was just frustrating. It just Be-
1: sounds difficult. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, and it was hard. I I hate it when people think that I'm out to get them, that I'm being fraudulent or all I want to do is help this guy. We're trying to lower his child support and he's not getting it. But anyway, so I'm yeah. very tired as well. And we're doing this late. So I've already eaten dinner. So I'm ready for a well, not a nap. I'm about good, ready to go to bed. A good old eight hour nap. <laughs> what are you eating and drinking?
1: Um, I'm drinking my usual tea. I'm very sleepy. Uh, so I figured mm. drinking alcohol during this would make me even more sleepy. So I went the opposite route and did caffeine, which means you know, who knows if I'll sleep tonight. We'll see. But I'm uh, I ate a snack before this. Uh and again, it was like a crunchy one, so I didn't want to have it while we were recording, but it was um Uh, chips and a five layer dip. So it had like uh, cheese and sour cream and salsa and guacamole and refried beans. So did you take a picture? Well, I have more of it so I can take pictures, but no, I didn't. I stuffed my face.
0: (laughs) You ought to take a picture. We should post that um, recipe.
1: Oh, I should. I didn't make it. I did buy it. Oh, Yeah, I will. I will uh, put a disclaimer there. I did not make that, but it's, it's very easy to make. I think just a layer of Anyway, I'll do it someday, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. How fun is that? Because uh, I, I would love to add that to our website, the recipes that we do. But lately, we haven't been eating at the <laughs> same time. I already yeah. ate dinner. I came home from court and I was starving. So yeah. dad made uh, sausages with peppers and onions and guacamole mm. and salad.
1: That sounds delicious.
0: I ate it. I, like you, I stuffed my face. I was very hungry. I don't eat much before court. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I've done this for 35 years, so I shouldn't be nervous. It's not nervousness. I don't, I just gear myself up for it. I don't, I don't know. So I'm not hungry. I'm, I'm in court mode.
1: I do the same thing. I did not eat lunch today. I ate breakfast because I wasn't nervous yet. And then throughout the day, I did not eat lunch because I had that talk at four. Yeah. Uh, And so got home and I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat before uh, we mm-hmm. start podcasting. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Well, I have jokes, but wait, wait,
1: what are you drinking? Oh,
0: just my wine. This is so sad. (laughs) Speaking of the caffeine, what I had wanted to do, and I've been too tired the last couple of times we've done the podcast. There's this coffee drink that your dad had up in, in Helen.
1: Oh, oh, I think, I think you told me about it.
0: And I want to try to recreate it. And except for I was going to do it as a martini. So a chocolate well, coffee martini.
1: Right. Um, What was it like whiskey and coffee? I don't remember. It was,
0: it was honey whiskey and coffee and cream, which we have some honey vodka. I don't have, we still haven't gotten the honey whiskey. I'm not a big whiskey fan anyway, but I bet the honey vodka might be fine. And then the cream. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I
0: was going to put it in the little martini glass, which would be so festive, but
1: someday that
0: that (laughs) didn't happen. Um, your dad had bought me a new bottle of, uh, he had run out to Kroger for something and bought me a bottle of, um, a different kind of a different brand of sparkling pink, uh, champagne that I can drink and it's very good. So that's what I'm drinking.
1: Nice. Very nice.
0: So now I have jokes.
1: Okay. Yes. Let's hear the jokes. (laughs) Okay.
0: But these jokes have nothing to do with our topic because I couldn't find anything on epilogues or endings which I thought surely there would be ending jokes I
1: thought so too yeah
0: well there were happy ending jokes but I wasn't gonna go there on this
1: <laughs> no it's <that's> okay <laughs> no
0: we're not gonna do the sexual thing on this on this podcast so I found dad jokes instead okay okay what rock group has four men that don't sing what Mount Rushmore oh <laughs> <laughs> How many apples grow on a tree? How many? All of them.
1: Oh God. No. <laughs> Dad jokes. <laughs>
0: Dad jokes, I'm telling you. Uh did you hear about the guy who invented lifesavers? No. They say he made a mint.
1: Oh bless. <laughs> All right.
0: Okay. Before we get started with our epilogue thing. Yeah. I we finished watching Justified. Oh yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to say that they could have, the writers, although it was very, very well-written, and some of those lines were fantastic, and I loved the dialogue, they didn't give me enough of the secondary characters. Yeah. I really wanted more, you know, because they were great, what little bits we saw about them. And I would have loved to have known more backstory
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, did you mean like backstory or plot lines? I mean, they they gave us a little bit.
0: Like the girl, she goes through a divorce, but we don't hear anything about why or what or Hmm. there was no drama. We just, you know, yeah. And then the guy who was hilarious, he used to be a sniper in the army, and so we got to see a little bit of that. But I wanted to know his personal life, right? I liked him. I wanted to know more about him, and they never did. They never in six seasons. They didn't delve into that. I feel
1: like (laughs) uh, I feel like that's almost impressive to not like delve into those types of storylines with six seasons.
0: I know. I kept saying every season. I'm like, well, maybe next season we're going to learn more. So I just wanted to comment that that was a very missed opportunity on their part.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There
0: could have been a lot more. We we did get a lot (coughs) with the. The main character, Marshall, that Timothy Oliphant, or however you say his name. Yeah. And Boyd Crowder, their relationships we knew a lot about, very in-depth with their relationships. We know their backstory. We know their history. We know why they are the way they are. And that was very well done. But I just felt like, you know, I wanted to tell our listeners, don't forget don't miss that opportunity like they did on Justified, you know, get, give more life to your secondary characters.
1: Definitely. No, I think that's a really good point.
0: Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that because I, I know we've talked about character development, that kind of thing. And I just, I was a little disappointed. I love the series, um, but I was a little bit disappointed.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what is an epilogue?
1: An- yeah. Tell me, tell me.
0: Epilogue is a literary device that functions as a supplemental but separate part of the main story. Okay. It is the opposite of a prologue, which we talked about before, right. as it comes at the end of your novel as opposed to the beginning. Yeah, it's from the Greek epilogos which means concluding word. There's my nerdiness again.
1: (laughs) No, I love it. I love that you've been adding the like etymology of the topics that we've been discussing. It's great.
0: I I can't help myself. (laughs) Um, it, what it reminds me of the one that comes to mind when I think of epilogue is that Harry Potter epilogue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's set, you know, when Harry and the others have kids of their own, they're about to go to Hogwarts and that cycle is starting over again. Um, so that that's, what I think of as an epilogue and you can't just have that as a next chapter because that was 19 years ago. You can't, you know, a a chapter generally can't go that far. It it can, but generally not. Right. Um, It is a section or speech at the end of the book or play that serves as a comment on a conclusion to what has happened. And I'm sorry, guys, my throat's <laughs> all scratchy for some reason. I've been talking all day in court.
1: I guess you need to just drink a lot more wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like um, I like that definition. I like the idea of having a piece that comments on the rest of the work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I, for whatever reason, I really enjoy that.
0: Yeah. Um, it is a short section. All of these are different definitions that I found in all the different blogs that I was looking at when I was researching. It is a short section Situated directly after the final chapter, writers typically employ an epilogue for a variety of reasons, ranging from a narrative resolution to a detour or continuation of the story.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: So what is the purpose of an epilogue? It can be a powerful way to leave your reader satisfied. And I think all the way through this, that seems to be an underlying um, purpose of the epilogue. You're trying to satisfy your reader.
1: I think that's pretty fair. And I think, honestly, that probably is the purpose. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've got more to say on it. But mm-hmm. I feel like that is the purpose of an epilogue is to make sure that things are good for your readers so that you can end the story.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, it's intended to provide closure and resolution. And it's often set in the future, just like the Harry Potter one, to explain what becomes of your principal characters. Right. It it was satisfying to know that Harry and and Hermione married and that they had a kid of their own.
1: Not Harry and Hermione.
0: I mean, Harry and uh, (laughs) Jenny. Jenny. Wow.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, Hermione
0: married too, just not Harry. Right, right. (laughs) But they all had children of their own, you know, and the names that they named their children had meaning and it helped tie all that together for us, the reader and made us feel, Oh, I'm complete
1: now. Yeah.
0: Uh, so it ties up a lot of loose ends from your novel. Cause in your final chapter, you can't, it's it's impossible to tie everything up. There is I don't a way know
1: if it's impossible, but
0: well, it depends on how many plot lines you like in a romance it's very easy because it's usually those are very simplistic um plot lines right there might be a lot of them but they're generally happy ever after type stories and so it's easier but like game of thrones
1: yeah yeah
0: you know how do you tie all that up and i mean the ending isn't just one chapter i guess we should do a a top an episode on on endings as well but
1: true I,
0: i don't think we have yet
1: I don't know. <laughs> we'll have um, to go back and look. <laughs> yeah, but it
0: helps, um, tie up those loose ends, but it is not an, afterword. Ah. an afterward. An afterword focuses on how your novel came to be. It is largely to promote you and any of your other books. Um, it's often a word from the author as opposed to part of the story.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. It's
0: like a statement. Um, on the entire narrative, and it's frequently told from a different perspective and period of time. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, you should not ever reiterate your theme or remind your. Well, not never. Never.
1: Is, we, <laughs> never we is. We break rules here. Yeah, We're writers. <laughs> we,
0: we don't use that word in, in this podcast. But you um, generally think about uh, not reiterating your theme or reminding the reader of the moral of the story. Sometimes that's, you overdo it when you try to do that. Um, If you didn't do it in your book, then you probably, if you have to say in the epilogue, oh, by the way, the moral of the story was this, then you haven't done your job throughout the whole story.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. I was really curious about that. Cause like uh, when you first started talking about it, it it just was really interesting to me. Cause I guess I think of everything like, everything you put in your novel should be fitting of your theme. Uh, So are are you like saying, you know, it should just not outright state the theme or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And don't, you know, and this is why we learned all about love, you know?
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to
0: have your theme within it, but it shouldn't be pointing it out. like
1: explicitly yeah yeah giving
0: this is the moral of the story and so the moral is right don't don't ever do what whatever you know (laughs) um it should not compensate for a weak ending
1: yeah I think this is a big one uh you know make your main story strong enough in itself and then see if you still need or want an epilogue yeah I
0: mean I think a lot of times there is no need for an epilogue you definitely don't have to have one
1: yeah I don't
0: know that I've ever had one
1: well that was my interview question
0: oh i didn't i didn't know that (laughs) i'll have to think more on it as we go through all this stuff um if you have nothing more to say then don't say it don't do an epilogue just because you think oh i should have an epilogue right um it's not a time to introduce new characters and situations it's supposed to resolve everything and yeah
1: not bring up new questions yeah, yeah
0: yeah so the pros of an epilogue you can use one to release tension. And I think everybody thinks about Moby Dick, you know, that the way that story ended was so full of tension um, that the epilogue was able to help ease that tension and let the reader settle back down. And again, kind of satisfy them as to, okay, this is the story. This is, I'm okay with this now.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, It's, It's a way to satisfy your reader by tying up things that you can't do within the confines of the story itself, like the Harry Potter one that's 19 years in the future.
1: Yeah, this one also made me think of uh, uh, Charmed, because uh, oh. when it ended, we got to see Leo and Piper as grandparents, and their kids and grandchildren had taken over the responsibilities of magic. And oh, all yeah, that.
0: that gives me shivers. I forgot about that one. That was a good I one. I
1: love that one, and every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, like that's so good. They got to grow old together and have all their kids and their grandkids. It's so good.
0: I would love another series with them at the ages that they are now.
1: Right, yeah. You know, and
0: in between yeah. that where the epilogue took us.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: Um, when your reader has an emotional connection to uh, your character, uh, because you've written a great story, they're going to want to know how that character eventually fares.
1: Yeah, that's a really nice point. I love to see like how all the characters end up in the future, you know, but I think it's important also, I guess, to make sure it's necessary. Cause I guess sometimes it's good to wonder about how they're doing.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, it can be used to lead your readers toward the next book in your series. That To me, that's an excellent reason to use an epilogue. Although even with the series, I don't think I've used one yet. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it is a great way to set up your next book. Right. But, but that shouldn't be the entire reason for it. It's not an advertisement. You're not. Right. right. You know, there should be a reason for the story that you have written right here to have this epilogue, not as come read my next book for $5.99. You know, it's it's not an ad. Yeah. Um, The cons of epilogues, Um, like prologues, a lot of agents and publishers don't like them.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately,
0: it is often seen as a lazy tool to cover up a weak ending, just like prologues are seen as a a lazy tool to To start. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll have to go back and look at our prologue episode, but I know that, um, a, there's a lot of dislike for those as well amongst the agents and publishers for some reason yeah um, it can also be anticlimactic I think you were kind of alluding to this earlier y- your readers like to use their imagination
1: ah uh, yeah yeah you
0: know so if if it's kind of open-ended you know they might want to think oh well maybe this happened or maybe this happened and yeah, it, if you tie it up and it's not what they're it could be anticlimactic yeah so how to write an epilogue. It's generally set in the future. Right. Um, with the passage of time comes insight. Um, think of Hunger Games. Mm.
1: This one
0: came up a lot for me as I was doing this research. Yeah. The, the epilogue in Hunger Games, Katniss is a mom and she's seen the past through a mother's eyes, worrying about how to pass on the information of what happened to her children and it lets us also know that she's survived and moved on right although she's definitely still damaged from all the trauma she that wouldn't,
1: poor girl. I wouldn't be surprised if she just always was <laughs>
0: yeah i think i don't think she'll ever get over it but the yeah. fact that she was able to move on and have children kind of lets us as the reader breathe a sigh of relief you know she's yeah she survived and she's content yeah and she's looking at the world with hope through the eyes of her children
1: right right.
0: um so think about what's happened to your character
1: yeah like how would they have moved on from the events in your novel i guess or Mm -hmm. you know would they have any lingering bitterness over conflicts that have happened to them or that they've been through like that kind of thing i guess Mm -hmm. um answer any questions
0: you think the reader might have did they get married did they have children um how are they living with the drama they faced in your novel um, yeah,
1: definitely. I think if you're going to have an epilogue, like be sure to include relevant information. Like you said, it needs to be about this book, as uh-huh. opposed to, you know, any other story or whatever. Um, and that made me think of your example with Harry Potter, you know, his kids names, uh, just adding those to the epilogue, uh, really let us it, it rounded out the story a lot It
0: did. I loved the names, the name they chose for their son and why and it it was another one of those ah I'm okay I'm okay with that they remembered and they they preserved his memory and you know I, I love that
1: yeah, yeah their
0: their memory I guess I should say right their yeah Marie is memories so- of, oh my God
1: are you a writer
0: I'm a writer guys yeah I'm sure everybody really wants to read my books right now um reveal information that's not previously provided.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: this can help your uh, people see your novel in a new light, given that new perspective. It can make the whole novel deeper, like in Hunger Games, that perspective where you see she's looking back um, and it gives that entire series a cohesive. You know, in her, it, 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 we can now look back as the reader and see it from a different light and see it's over now. She made right. it through all of those things. It kind of makes us feel whole. It right. gives us, as the reader, hope for the future of, of this dystopian world.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: It can provide insight into the next book of a series, like I said. Yeah. Um, although, you know, you should have done this throughout the book, like have unresolved plot lines or, you know, open ended questions, like in your, uh, not Louie and Delaney, the, the one in Savannah.
1: Oh, my MacBook. Yes, uh, Mac, under
0: the illusion. Yeah. The uh, the love interest, perhaps, uh, starts with an M. More- Monroe. Monroe. <laughs> Monroe. Um, I I have questions about him, and oh, you've yeah. left those open, so I yeah. I know I'm excited to read the next book where I know he's going to be there because I really liked him.
1: You're going to hate me a lot, but I want to rewrite that book. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Well, it, it, you, you get better every time. So I can't, I can't say anything. Um, but so, yeah, don't use it as a cheap way to set up your next book. Like, like we said um, bef- before, but I right. have seen, it can be an actual scene from the next book.
1: That's so interesting to me.
0: Like, does that count as an epilogue? I, probably not. It's probably more like, you know, at the end of Cresley Cole's book, they, she would always have a snippet of the next, book yeah yeah so I don't think it's necessarily um an epilogue depending on how you do it yeah it can be an epilogue like it could be not necessarily a scene from the next book but something that happens in the next you're setting it up
1: Right. I'm trying to think of like, you know, my Aura series is going to be very much like the Cresley Cole mm-hmm. series where the, the timelines kind of are interconnected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so while book one is happening, maybe book four is happening at the same time. Uh, and I could see like a really cool way to use an epilogue uh, mm-hmm. with that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like maybe the explosion that happens in the epilogue is some, is going to be in the next book
1: right as like the kickoff or something yeah Yeah. presley
0: cole was excellent at doing that of having things happen in books that overlaid time yeah which is very difficult to do
1: yeah
0: um and she was brilliant at it i hope she writes again soon i hope she gets back to it
1: yeah i I miss
0: i miss her books um highlight the consequences of actions that happened throughout your novel um this is really interesting in the dystopian books, you know, um, your characters win, they overthrow the tyrant government. Well, then what? Right. So like hunger games, that was a perfect way for us to see what happened. The world is going on. They're rebuilding they're They're moving forward as a society. Um, so that was a really good way to do that. Um,
1: That's a really good point. I really feel like dystopian novels would uh, be extremely beneficial from
0: from mm-hmm. that. And not
1: even just dystopian. I mean, any world that's like, uh, you know, urban fantasy, things can get screwed up by magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just seeing how the world fares after that uh, would be really cool. As mm-hmm. an
0: epilogue. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that in that type of genre, it might be really good to have an epilogue.
1: Can you hear my cat? Sorry to interrupt, but you can't hear my cat or anything. I heard background something, noise. but I didn't know what it was. Okay. He's being annoying. So I apologize for any background noise. He
0: wants to play. Yes. You've been gone all day. He wants to I play. Know. You're not I supposed know. to come home and sit at the computer. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, think about how to write the epilogue. Like What, what narrative, what point of view? Oh. Um, do you want it to be from the main character? Do you want it to be from the main character's child? Do you want it to be a secondary character who is now, you know, in this epilogue, seeing the main character after their, you know, in this time in the future and how they're faring from the second character's point of view, which actually might be helpful if the second char- secondary character is going to be the main character in your next book in the series. Right, yeah. Um, first person, third person, think about those things. What's the most effective way to get across the purpose that you have for this epilogue? Because you need to have a purpose. You don't write it just because, oh, I think I'll, I'll do an epilogue. Right. You know, so you've got to have a purpose. So think about as you're brainstorming, think about how is the best way to tie all this up if that's what your purpose is, or how is the best way to get them ready for the next book without it being this, cheap advertisement. Um, You know, think it through before you start. Sometimes you can just free write too. Just because you've written, it doesn't mean you have to use it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you had a prologue that you wrote an entire thing for and then just decided not to use it. Yeah.
0: That was where my whole book came from. It was the Kata book and I never, I, I discarded it. So, but it was the beginning of everything. And if I hadn't had that prologue, that story would never have happened. So yeah.
1: And I imagine the same thing could happen for an epilogue. Like if you realize, oh, you know what, this storyline was actually really interesting. I could actually use that and do more with it Um, would be a really cool way to uh, use an epilogue that you don't actually end up putting in your book. Yeah.
0: So how long should an epilogue be? Well, it's needs to be as long as it needs to be. Yay. (laughs) I'm sorry guys. Wasn't that a great piece of advice?
1: You know, she does this with recipes too. I'll ask (laughs) her for a nice, a nice homemade recipe. And she'll be like, Oh, it just until it looks right. And I'm like, mother, (laughs) I've never made this before. I don't know what it looks like.
0: (laughs) Anyway, that, that really is, that is a thing. It's, it's until, until you're done. Yeah. Um, I, I feel this way about chapters as well. You know, I think anyone who tries to sit down and say this chapter needs to be 10 pages and this chapter needs to be 20 pages. You can't, it's going to write itself. It, it's going to take as much time as it needs to take Right. It, your point across for that scene, yeah. that chapter, whatever.
1: Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that will come out in like editing and revisions too. So Mm -hmm. like, don't worry too much about how long it is until, you know, do you have too many words in it and your book is too long? Maybe Mm -hmm. then look at it and be like, oh, I could shorten this or something.
0: Mm -hmm. And then that being said, shorter is better generally for epilogues. True.
1: I I would have to agree with this. I think, you know, you would, I hesitate to say you have to, but, um, I think it can be way more impactful when it's shorter.
0: I think so too. And I mean, you've, you finished the book, the book is done, you know? And so your brain is still trying to process it. The epilogue, you know how we all have those book hangovers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The
0: epilogue is kind of to help us resolve those unsettled feelings and be comfortable with the end of this book.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: If, If that's what you want, you know, um, Karen Monning likes to leave the ends of her books on total cliffhangers. And we're going, Oh my God, we have to wait the next year for this book to come out. Right. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how do you know if your novel needs an epilogue? Well, yeah. do you feel like your novel is unfinished? The climax yeah. happened, the plots resolved, but does it feel incomplete? Right. Well, this may mean you just need to rewrite your ending. It might not be mm-hmm. that it needs an epilogue. It might be a different problem, but then again, think of the hunger games one where, you know, the ending was fine. They won. The bad guys were defeated, but that epilogue helped give us peace knowing that she did more than just survive.
1: Right. She moved
0: yeah. on. She's had children. She has hope for the future. She's thinking about the life of her children's future. Um, something that Katniss never had in her own life she never had hope for herself in her own life yeah so it gives us a completeness
1: definitely and I you know I mentioned the charmed epilogue earlier Mm -hmm. as well and getting to see their legacy as the charmed ones continue was really satisfying and for the series Mm -hmm. um not to mention a, a huge uh conflict plot line throughout the entire show was that piper and leo where you know he was immortal he was never going to grow old and you know she obviously would um and so getting to see that they did in fact get to grow old together mm-hmm. um and their grandkids took over the legacy of the charmed ones was a really nice satisfying satisfying way to end the series
0: see, that's the series that needs to happen is the children taking it over with them still there right as the aunts and the grandparents would that not be wonderful
1: that'd be fantastic and
0: and they're still young enough to be really fun in those roles yeah yeah um i i would love to see that
1: i think it'd be great yeah
0: um are there any secondary characters who need to have their story answered but there isn't enough or you don't plan on a sequel or a series with that character in it um Back to my frustration with Justified not having answers to the secondary character stories. Um, Not that an epilogue would be a place in that series because we didn't get enough to have anything tied up. They never even brought it to me. I was so upset. Um, But it may be that you need to tie up something with the secondary character. Maybe something, maybe the character was hurt trying to protect the main character well right. what happened to them are they crippled for life did they get beyond it did they find love did you know they're maimed and ugly now i mean did did, <laughs> right. did 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 they commit suicide you know what what happened to them and an epilogue can help answer that as well um what other plot lines might need to be answered for your reader to be truly complete um yeah you
1: know, and i have a sorry to interrupt you that's okay. um I have like a a general question about that. You know, how can we know if that kind of thing belongs in the main body of the novel rather than an epilogue or whether we do actually need an epilogue?
0: I think like you said, through editing, I think sit down, Uh, you know, and say, okay, I need an epilogue to answer this question. We'll try to write that epilogue as you're trying to write it. It's going to become clear to you. This is not the place for this. I need it. Yeah. Or it may say, yeah, this is perfect. I'm able to tie it up, bring into play what they are seeing from their point of view and how the main character's doing. It may give that sense of satisfaction. Uh, But if you're writing the epilogue and you're like, well, I'm now on page
1: 20,
0: then I think you might know I need to fix the body of my novel and not try to cram this into an epilogue.
1: Right. That's a really good suggestion. Mm-hmm. Especially because I like writing scenes to kind of figure out a mm-hmm. lot of things. Um,
0: I think that's a a great idea. I think your idea of writing scenes is one of the best pieces of advice I've ever received from a writer, because you learn so much just from writing the scene. You know where you learn where not to go. You learn I don't like this character trait. That's not how this character is going to be. You learn so much just from practice writing and you don't ever have to even use them
1: right that's what I enjoy about it the most is you know you get an idea of oh does this belong in the story so you could do the same thing with an epilogue um but it's also no pressure if it doesn't end up in the story so it doesn't have to be there but you learn a lot I
0: I I have a new book idea
1: oh (laughs) It's like that meme,
0: you know, where <laughs> with the, the couple, the boy and the girl are walking and the, the guy's looking oh, at yeah. this other girl. Okay. So yeah, the the current girlfriend is the my current work in progress and he's looking at the new idea over here. That's yes. me. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what made me think of it is I already want to write scenes. I already oh, good. which I with Harper, I haven't even gotten to that point yet. Yeah. I haven't gotten to the point where there's enough that makes me want to write yet. And this new book has
1: already gotten there. It's
0: already there. I've already got scenes starting in my head that I just want to get down and write. And I need to do that. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be about the fates. Yeah. Very nice. Different twist on that. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, but, uh, maybe you don't plan on writing a series and you're done with this world if you're done with this world, make sure your reader is also done with this world. Oh yeah. 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 Um, don't leave things unresolved. If you don't ever plan on coming back and revisiting this world, it's going to, it's going to kill your reader to go, but, but, but what happened? Right. You know, have you ever had that nagging, but what happened to game of Thrones, the, not the books, because I haven't read the books, but the series, had a lot of unresolved plot lines. It was like they had planned to go on for 10 more seasons than they did. And those just fell off. And I was so unsatisfied. Right. An epilogue might be able to be used to resolve some of those. Yeah. Um, Or it may be that you're planning a spinoff and you can use your epilogue to continue those questions to go off into your spinoff. Um. And then again, not all questions need to be answered. Your reader has the imagination. They might want to fill in the blanks themselves. Um, So an epilogue should be reserved for those that need to be answered.
1: I like that you added that at the end here, because I think anything you include in your novel, but especially an epilogue, should be needed and necessary Mm -hmm. Um, and not just thrown in because uh, you like the idea of an epilogue or something like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then... There's a lot more we can talk about. Um, uh, We could probably do a whole nother
1: episode on prologues and epilogues with more details. Yeah, definitely. One last point that I did want to add. I've gotten really big and and you mentioned it before. I just want to reiterate because it's uh, important to me. um, But I've gotten really big into thinking about the purpose of everything that I do in writing Uh, so just always ask yourself what the main purpose is for your epilogue and can that purpose be conveyed throughout your main story? Mm -hmm. And I think that'll give you a really good idea of, oh, I actually do need this epilogue versus actually I can get across my point in my main story. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um, I have an interview question.
0: I already know what it is. You, you do know what it is.
1: (laughs) Uh, have you ever written an epilogue? And if you have not, do you think you ever will?
0: I probably will. I like to do things I've never done. That's like one of the books I'm writing right now is in first person, present tense, which I had never done.
1: Yeah.
0: It came to me that way. So I had no choice to write it that way. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever done an epilogue. You know, I might have dragon fire might've had one. I'll have to pull it out and look.
1: I don't remember. I know I read it, but it was like in high school. So I was like 14, which was like 13 years ago. Well, and
0: it's (sighs) part of a series. So I don't know, which I never wrote the second book yet. Yeah. So I don't know how I left it, but I'll that I might have done an epilogue in.
1: Gotcha. I think I did
0: actually, because there were unanswered questions with the couples and with the The dragons and with the things that were going on, I may have done one, and I I will probably use one again. There is a time and a place for them. I don't know that I'll ever plan to use it. Yeah, but you kind of know when you know it's when it looks right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So uh, very helpful. So very helpful. Um, Yeah. No, I've never written an epilogue. Uh, I've also never written a prologue. Um, That said, talking about this with this episode made me think a lot about my Aura series. And the things that I could potentially do with epilogues in that series. So potentially with that one. But I'm, I'm not quite sure how I would go about it. So maybe I would probably end up talking to you about, maybe I would probably. Um, <laughs> She's a writer too, y'all. <laughs> goodness. Uh, but I'll probably end up talking to you about that as I decide whether or not I want to do it. And whether you think it's necessary and like that kind of thing.
0: I think it's really helpful at the end of the series
1: oh that's true oh that's true yeah
0: because you've gone through all of this you know six books and you're you're done and it's time to move on to a different world and a different set of characters an epilogue would help your readers be okay with that
1: yeah true
0: and so I can see it being necessary no not necessary I can see it being a good thing to do at the end of a series
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah Well, neat. Um, Mm -hmm. I do have a sentence challenge for anybody who wants to participate in writing a page with this sentence. And it is there's still a little more to be seen and done. Oh, good. Yeah.
0: We're getting a fair amount from um, our Our
1: patrons.
0: Patron. um, That's (laughs) doing it. Um, So we're close to being able to read a lot of her stuff. I think you all will enjoy it. Um, At some point, we'll probably do a a mini episode with however many y'all send some of our own. I haven't written any either, but some of them have sparked, you know, something in my brain. So to write a page with yeah. those might, might be fun. Um, I really need to donate, donate. I really need to put more time into <laughs> writing.
1: Yes. Donate your time.
0: <laughs> it, it's been on the low priority, which it should never be because it's so important to me. Yeah. I'm really excited about this new book idea because it really does have me wanting. I'm I'm itching to sit down at a keyboard and just start writing.
1: Please do. And yeah. I think
0: I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of sad for Harper because I got a lot of world building going on with her and it never.
1: Listen, I always blame my characters for whether or not they feel like talking to me, mm-hmm. you know, so if I'm not writing that story, and you're not going to talk to me about it, then I guess I'll just move on to my mm-hmm. next one. And then they get mad and come back eventually. And mm-hmm. we deal with it. then. Back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She'll <laughs> back. There are pieces of her that are falling into place. Oh, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll be doing something. And I'm like, Oh, oh, that's, that's Harper. Okay. And, I love and those
1: moments. Yeah.
0: I'll make a note of that. But, um, this new book is really starting to eat at my brain. I've got to uh, maybe tomorrow, even hopefully it, before yes. we come back next week, I'll have done something with it because I'm in between court. Well, I got court Friday again, but I'm in between the big zoom court. Um, yeah. and we have spring break coming up. So maybe I'll have some free brain time when whenever, whenever I travel, my brain starts to think just being in a new location helps Me my too. brain. So Me maybe too. something will go with that. Yeah. But thank you all for listening. Um, thanks to Jen and Deanna, our patrons. We really, 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 really appreciate you. Yes, thank you
1: so much. Um,
0: if you all would like to, to become patrons as well, then come visit us at our Patreon. It's patreoncom com slash E-D-W. Um, we really could use your help. Uh, come to our website at eat, drink, right, mm.
1: All of our social media is there. Come and check us out. Um, what she said, yeah, what I said, <laughs> uh, that's all I can think of. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening. All right. See you next time. Y'all see you guys.